0: Hey guys, we have an incredible podcast coming your way. We're going to teach you exactly how to look great, feel strong at your ideal body weight. How? By teaching you about the latest innovations and in discoveries about hormones, the herbs, the natural approaches that will help you to optimize your stem cells, your mitochondria. Please stay tuned. This is a show you must listen to.
1: He pulls it out and he's opening it. and He said, these are beets. Not quite what you're looking for, he said, but they'll get you through. So he poured out a handful. And my friend Sue said, you know, I want some too. So we stood there just shoving them in our mouths. And then he introduced himself as Dr. Nick Delgado. And he said he was an anti-aging expert. And of course, we both knew of him. So I said to my colleagues, uh, my sponsors, Aging Evolution sitting right there, and I said, I'm starving. I have to go outside and see if any concession stands are still open. It's in the Florida Convention Center. So I go outside by myself and there's nothing, there's not a thing open. I saw a Coke machine and I thought, well, you know, I don't drink Coke, but I thought it will bring my sugar level back up if I, you know, it's better than hitting the floor. So I went down to the three flights of stairs down for the Coke machine. It was empty. So I'm, I ha- I'm, I'm done. Then my friend, my friend who was with me, Sue, she came out looking for me because she was hungry too, not, not as bad as I was. And I saw some people sitting around. Dr. Nick was one of them. But I asked all these other people first. I mean, I'm dressed up like I'm going to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> right. You know, I'm dressed up beautiful, so everybody could tell I wasn't homeless. And she said to me, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to ask people. I'm going to tell them I'm hungry and say, do you have anything in your pocket, even a candy? And I went up to a few people, and I said, sir, I'm so hungry, blah, blah, blah. I'm ready to hit the floor. Uh, Do you have anything in your pocket or your bag or anything? I said, a cookie, a candy bar, anything. And everybody said no. And Dr. Nick was the last person there that I could ask. And, of course, I was I was sure he had nothing. And I went up to him and I said, same Spiel. And as I'm talking to him, he's reaching down and he's putting <laughs> up a little cooler, you know, a little cooler, a little travel cooler. And he had all his uh, pills in there. So as he's talking to me, he pulls it out and he's opening it. And he said, these are beets, not quite what you're looking for, he said, but they'll get you through. So he poured out a handful And my friend Sue said, you know, I want some too. So we stood there (laughs) just shoving them in our mouths. And then he introduced himself as Dr. Nick Delgado. And he said he was an anti-aging expert. And, of course, we both knew of him. Hmm. And uh, my friend said, oh, he's life coach to uh, Anthony Robbins. Is Anthony Robbins his correct name?
0: Uh huh. Tony Robbins, Anthony.
1: Yeah, we both knew you. And we both knew of you, but never in a million years did we ever <laughs> meet you. So we went running back in. Uh, Doctor Nick, on the, at the moment, he wanted to interview me right then and there. He said, "You know, I'd like to interview you on the spot," but I didn't have time. And he said, "Okay, I'll wait here." But anyway, I got my sponsor, Phil. I dragged him out, big show like that. Nobody wants to leave. I dragged him out, and we came out and met Doctor Nick. And Dr. Nick said he would see us after the Olympia. So after the Olympia, we looked for you, and we didn't see you, and we were a bit disappointed, but I said, never mind. He's got my card, and I had your card. I said, he'll probably get in touch. And we then we went in for the dinner, into the ball, and he was in there already. So I did not – did you know you were going to the ball?
0: Uh, I pretty much planned at the last minute. Yeah, I, yeah
1: It was, there must have been last seconds. It was. Yeah, and it was it was wonderful. We went in there and we met all the athletes. We got pictures taken with Big Raymi and Brandon Curry, last year's winner, and Dexter and uh, Jay Cutler and all these famous bodybuilders. That you know, I had my picture with them before. I've kind of known them. I've met them periodically over a course of twenty years that I've been competing. So it ended up being a fantastic night. And Doctor Doctor Nick and I have kept in touch since and of course we went we went on youtube and looked at your lectures etc which are high energy running around <laughs> yeah i love it it's right it's right up my street and that was the story of duncan i meeting. i tell everybody that story
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I said, it was meant to be right
1: it was meant to be yeah because i mean it, and I always tell Dr. Nick, if you ever tell this story, you have to tell him it all happened because she was hungry.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it. Otherwise we would have never met. Never. Not never.
2: Uh, of all people to ask, you ask the one person who always has food on him. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
1: And he was, the last <laughs> he was the
2: last
1: person. There was no one else to ask. And I was getting ready to get like eat my arm or something. <laughs> I, I have a, Severe hypoglycemic. So I always have to have some food, always. You know, I, I think
0: I, anyone who is close to their ideal body weight, particularly because you're a professional uh, bodybuilder and competitor, y- you know, y- you're walking around at your almost contest shape. I mean, you look fabulous, obviously, when I met you and I've seen your pictures. Now, I don't know that our audience, you know, fully appreciates. I mean, you're age 77. Now I was going to just take a moment to show uh, a few people here. This, this is Flip it. Uh, Flip. the other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so this is Kelly Nelson shown yeah. when she was age 74 and Colleen, her daughter and Bob Delmontique at age 84. Do, do you yeah. know these people or know of them? I
1: know, I know of them. Yes. I know wow. of them. Yeah.
0: Right. So, you know, I, I really am excited to, to have this show with you because it's not often, number one, I, I don't know how many people are still in competitive shape at age 77 years young, Iris. I mean, that, that's just fabulous. And how many contests can you just give a general synopsis that you've entered uh, and what category of contests do you enter in professional bodybuilding?
1: Well, I've entered about 20 total. I've won fifteen. I'm fifteen first place titles, all high NPC level five shows, which is the highest you can get apart from a, a pro show. And I retired at 66, having won 12, 12 first places. I retired at 66 because I thought, well, in my business, it's best to hang up your posing suit before someone tells you, hey. you need to hang up the posing suit. In other words, I don't want to be like those boxers that go, mm-hmm. oh, I'm coming back after 20 years exactly. and they get knocked out after one, one punch. You know, bodybuilding is the same. You come, there comes a point when you have to cover up and people don't want to see it anymore. But I'd been working for 10 years. I have my own gym, I've been training others for 10 years, in which, in the last 10 years, I put three young guys on stage and turned them all into champions. But I never stopped working out myself, never. Okay. And I, last year, uh, my the promoter, Tim Gardner, who puts on all the shows, and he, you know, it's on Facebook every time. Oh, we with Hurricane Bay again. And I looked at them, it and I was nostalgic because that was my second show in 2001. And I won it. I had already won two first places in the Space Coast. I won the mixed pairs and I won the women over 45. And I was 58 at the time.
0: Uh, Iris, let's be clear. You're not just competing against people in your age category of 50, 60, 70. You're competing open
1: class. Yeah. It was always, I was always the oldest woman in the show. Always. And I'm talking about years older, decades older.
2: And still winning first place. Wow. And they still won.
1: So in, uh, I saw Tim, he's putting it up again. And I, I just emailed him and I said, you know, because we're still friends. Um, I saw him last year at the Olympia and I saw him the year before at the Olympia. He's one of the judges and he's a great friend. And I just texted him off the blue, out of the blue. And I said, Tim. You know, I said, I've been working out for the last 10 years. It's been 10 years since I was on stage, 10 years. I'm now 77. 70, 66 was my last show, and I, I just was looked fit. fantastic. And I said, you know, Tim, I still look good. I said, the world, I think the world needs to see and needs to know that you can still build muscle in your 70s. Because the theory is, uh-uh, after 40, goes downhill. Quite the opposite, quite the opposite. Because after 40, you drop your estrogen, your testosterone goes up. So your muscles build quicker and I found that out. So Tim didn't even think about it. He just answered right away. And he said, you know, I said, I'm not competing against 50 year olds. I said, I have no chance. I said, but I want you to put on a category for senior women, first time in history ever I said, put on a category for senior women, women over 60 and women over 70. And I had one competitor um, in my category. And over 60s, they had two, two competitors. So long story short, I walked out and I was a huge hit. And it wasn't just because I was 77. It was because I was in magnificent shape.
2: You're an example. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I
1: was just in incredible shape. And I got second in women over 60 because you're allowed to compete in other categories. I came second in women over 60 and I took my historic first time ever for a senior lady category. And then once that happened, that was in September. And then my other very good friend promoter, uh, Deke Warner, also known as Dennis, he puts on a show every year and he was putting on his 25th anniversary show. And I also won his twice. I think I won it in 2003 and 2001. So he wrote to me and he said, Iris, you know, I'm putting on a show, you know, I'll put on a category for you if you'll enter. And I entered and I won. And he also, he also uh, presented me with a lifetime achievement award. Because cool. I've been in the fitness industry for 54 years. So he presented me with a Lifetime Achievement Award. So that was, you know, I didn't expect that. That was beautiful. He kept me on stage and he danced with me on stage. And that was a, that was a super hit. And then there was one more show, again, Tim Gardner's show, coming up on the 31st, coming up on the 17th of December, November. That was the last one coming up. And, of course, I'm still in shape because I never let... In my entire life, I never let myself get out of shape. So it's a hard job to get back in shape. If I'm called for a photo shoot, all I have to do is slap on some false tan and I'm ready, basically. I mean, I could do a photo shoot tomorrow, just put some false tan on and I'm ready. So I decided I'd go for the last show and I won first place and I won overall bodybuilder. So I got my sword. That was the first time I'd ever won overall. I got my sword and my sash and my crown. And wow. that's just shortly after. afterwards I met you, Dr. Uh, Nick. So I was still in shape. I was in my contest shape when I met you.
0: It's fantastic because I think back when I first met Dragon Radovich at the Arnold Classic. And you, you go to the Arnold Schwarzenegger Sports Festival too, right?
1: Yes. No, I beg your pardon. I don't go to
0: that one. I just go to the Olympia. Okay. And I got invited to compete in strength and endurance and ended up for five years pursuing the world strength endurance title. And each year I would compete against the world's strongest strength endurance man, according to Bill Kazmaier, who, as you've heard of Bill Kazmaier, he's one of the great you know strong men of all time i was on a, a radio show uh which is too bad it wasn't uh, streamed as a podcast the way we could do now but i watched him take an iron pan and roll it with his hands i, I just and then he handed it to uh, uh lex uh flex wheeler and you know flex wheelers of you know a, Oh, classic bodybuilder! F- fabulous physique, right? He he was at the contest too, was not he at the Mister Lip yet?
1: More than likely was, yeah. Walking around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah. and I I watched Flex try to unroll
1: unroll it. The pan, oh. and
0: he couldn't unroll it. And and, and Bill Kazmaier, you know, he said that Dragon Radovich is the strongest strength endurance athlete in history. And I competed against him. And I remember at the Arnold, there was a big crowd and I was on stage with Dragon. And we got down to the final three and I was in the final three. And Bill kasmer says, there's Dr. Nick competing against the world's strongest man in the final three. And eventually I was able to exceed Dragon Radovich's record. But on stage, I had never defeated him, you know, head to head. But then he honored us in 2016, which was just uh, if we go by 2004. Uh, and one right now as we're broadcasting uh, you know five years ago I, I was competing uh, and and dragon gave us the biggest honor he joined team USA to compete against the other world competitors at that time he had that uh, option he wasn't on the English team they didn't have enough competitors show up fr- into the United States and so it's it's really something because as you get older, to have that competitive spirit and to train every day and stay in shape. You're absolutely right. When you stay in shape year round and then a competition comes up, it doesn't take much to get up to that, that par. And so, you know, that competitive edge that you have and, you know, in me competing in my sixties against guys like you, half my age, literally, and, you know, in strength and endurance, these guys are, unbelievably strong i know kyle you're a a jujitsu artist and you at times compete up and down in age category don't you
2: um right now i'm i'm i just i compete with the general the general group yeah there's a there there is a math i think masters division which is um anyone over 35 i believe um and then they, they
1: make masters over 35 (laughs) <laughs> it's a little too <laughs> early.
2: A little too early for me, I think. But yeah, master
1: is over seventy. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. But how how young are you, Kyle? I'm thirty. Yeah, I just turned thirty this year. Wow, what does that feel like? No,
1: you're not still- yet.
2: Not yet. Yeah, I'm still. Say it again. What's it feel like? Um, I feel good. I yeah, I don't. I feel as young as ever. I don't feel anything no. negative. I feel like if anything. Um, because of my understanding of things now, I have things dialed in, in a way, and an understanding of my body to where I'm, Yeah, I, I think, overall better than I was at 25.
0: Yeah. And, and Kyle is one of our elite coaches. We, we've we worked together how many years now? Seven or so? Seven years, yeah. yeah. So it's really exciting because, you know, it's one thing when you serve as a coach or mentor to individuals, whether they're younger or older, uh, we as the coach or the mentor – really need to walk or talk because if, yeah. like yourself, you're, you're training, people respect that you know movements, you, you know correct form, you, you know so much about the whole science of getting in shape. And so that's really inspirational for your clients, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watch them like a hawk. And if I may say so myself, I'm a fantastic trainer. I have clients with me for 10 years and that's unusual. Remember, I train 18-year-old guys. Yeah, And the fact that an 18-year-old guy would pick a lady in her 70s as a trainer.
2: In a sport so, as masculine as bodybuilding, right?
1: Yeah. And I've put them on stage. I've taught them everything, to walk, how to stand, how to eat, how to look, the whole lot, how to dance, everything. And I just put them up on stage. But I always know the, the, the right one I'll get I'll get a certain person and I'll go I can put you on stage in, in a year and they'll go okay and then I'll get others I can say the same thing to you, but they won't have the focus you have to have the right clients and I've had clients with me for years and years and years and I stay friends with them still stay friends with them which is a you know that's a great compliment to me it's a great compliment to me and you have to know what you are, because I'm selling myself every day. Absolutely. I'm selling myself. I'm selling my skills and my knowledge. And if I don't have confidence in myself, I'm not going to give anybody else confidence.
2: Like For me as a coach, I feel like uh, one of the biggest thing that you're trying to do is trying to cut the time out that it took you to get there, right? You're trying to cut yeah. out all the mistakes, cut out all the, like, all the hurdles, yeah. all the all the things that you yeah. had to take time to learn. You're trying to fast track them through those things. And yeah. that's really not possible unless you've been somewhere, right? Unless you are yeah. doing the things that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And I always say to them, you know, new clients, they'll say to me, well, I've had a trainer for four years before. And I always say one thing. I said, I want you to forget every single thing you ever knew. Every single yeah. thing you thought you knew because we're going to start totally fresh. And I explain, you know, I don't just tell them you got to do three sets of 10 and look at them. I watch every move they're making and I can just tell by their face if they're focused. If they're not focused, I go, cut it, stop, start again, start again. Because this, this is your connection. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have it, you can sit there and do this and look around, you know, you're getting nowhere. You've got to focus. Many a touch that weight, that's your important, the first important move. And I instill this in them and they, you know, they get it. They, it doesn't take them long. Cause I, I'm a good trainer. It, it's great that,
0: you know, we have your, incredible experience. And I I wanted to bring up because so many people, when they train, and as you brought up, as women age, oftentimes they do have a higher ratio of testosterone than estrogen. Although I'm I'm writing a book now about estrogen dominance and people aren't as careful about their diet or alcohol, and they don't realize alcohol converts particularly beer into estrogen, that certain uh, xenoestrogens convert into estrogen, that the, the consumption of certain foods are loaded with estrogen. And so, I wanted to show a picture, an image, and this uh, comes to us uh, from a, a textbook showing the signs of deficient human growth hormone, testosterone. And it shows up as thin skin, pale, pale skin, flabby arms. I remember, I never forgot, my mom, I don't know why she remembers this. My mom is 86 years old, and I, she remembers I had a school teacher. Name Mrs. Horsepool. I, I don't think she, I, I don't know. if She would know that I'm talking about her now, all these years later. But she had these large, f- flabby triceps, right? And mm-hmm. so, a, it's a sign they're not doing any presses or any movements to strengthen the muscles underneath. But b, some some people, and and I would say, it, it, it does tend to be age predictable that as we age these hormone levels decline and so when we look at and when I uh, originally wrote the book uh, grow young with HG uh, excuse me grow young and slim I was motivated by an earlier book called grow young with HGH which I talked to the author um, last night uh, dr. Ron Klatz and we, we talk on a regular basis about aging and, and hormone reversal and, and stem cells and all the latest things. And this, this is from a textbook I wanted to show here. This, this is some of the signs of female testosterone deficiency. And here, let me get that focused here for us. So flat hair, thin hair, uh, almost a male pattern baldness in women is a sign of high DHT and low testosterone and low estrogen. Also, Uh, vertical wrinkles above the upper lip and you can see these these wrinkles but they're vertical and also just from a mood perspective nervous anxious behavior hesitant hysterical reactions and loss of facial firmness now if you take a look further poorly developed uh, axillary hair uh, and we see thin muscles here, let me just bring that a little bit higher, and maybe I can show that, and atrophied muscles. So, the the failure to respond to weight training is potentially a sign that one is not uh, in good hormonal shape. So, if you look at this female, she's this female bodybuilder is thinly, poorly developed, maybe she's a model, but uh, thinly, poorly developed muscles. So, she can't get that muscular body, you know, or at least a a shapely body. And then many women aren't aware of this, but low testosterone comes, uh, and can result in cellulite, uh, poorly developed pubic hair, uh, varicose veins. Now, how many people ever think about hormonal deficiencies as related to, to these types of, of situations? So when we evaluate people, we're also looking at a whole host of uh, behavioral characteristics, uh, their mind function, their, re- their ability to respond to stress, uh, their physical appearance, whether you have abdominal obesity and muscle laxity. Uh, so hot flashes, day and night sweat outbursts, and, and overall, just kind of a permanent fatigue, uh, lacking that, that energy. These are all signs. Of testosterone deficiency, so it's almost like a miracle when you help a person to take and evaluate initially, and we look initially at if uh, if you get excessive testosterone treatment. Now, of course, at the <laughs> Mister Olympiad, you see women walking around oftentimes with signs of excessive testosterone. Right,
1: a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And here's here,
0: here's a comment. Oily hair, female patterns, scalp, hair loss, uh sparse hair around the lips, sparse facial hair on the cheeks, uh, acne, oily skin, uh, breast tenderness, and uh here, let, let me just see if there's a few other. So you always have to think in terms of if you're intervening with herbs and supplements and uh testosterone. As you will. I'm going to mention too one of the best uh, books that caught many men's attention uh, was by Harvard Medical School expert uh, who wrote the book Testosterone for Life. And the headline is Recharge Your Vitality, Sex Drive Muscle Mass and Overall Health. And that is uh, by the book uh, by Abraham uh, Morgenthaler. Here, let me see there. Yeah, you can see his name right right. there. So I, I bring this up because Hormones is like balancing an orchestra. You want levels kind of in the youthful levels. And I understand bodybuilders oftentimes will get large at any cost, right? Financially and potentially physically. And yet the body really has a very particular balance. And so I bring that up because we learn, for example, that we can see uh, testosterone actually has been used, testosterone pellets, to reduce the risk of breast cancer. They used uh, 20 milligrams of estradiol pellet with testosterone pellets, probably in the 80 milligram dose. And they found uh, as far back as the year 2000 and 2003, they found testosterone is an agonist to of estrogen. So it helps to clear the cancer cells faster. It, it sets up what's called pro-apoptotic, meaning the body can eat or destroy or get rid of cancer cells more rapidly. So it's been now discovered androgen DHT testosterone prevents cancer and has been used for years to treat cancer. Even at 100 times the dose, the safety was still good. 967 women treated for 10 years. There was only one case of cancer far below expected rates when they balanced all the key hormones, testosterone, progesterone, testosterone, uh, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, that is. I would throw in cortisol as well. So Pellets are great because there's, it evens out the fluctuation. A lot of bodybuilders at times, and we won't name names, but they inject testosterone. And uh, the advantage of using the pellets, it reduces PMS, depression, migraine, menstrual uh, uh, headaches. This is just some of what we're looking at. So uh, these pellets can be embedded through a simple trocar. It's a medical procedure. We do it in Costa Mesa, California for our patients and in Newport Beach area. And the benefits start within weeks. I mean, you notice improved libido, uh, you you're, you're uh, you feel stronger and healthier, your, your mood improves. So it's interesting that more and more people are looking at ways to augment and to improve their health. And here's some more benefits. Testosterone pellets in both men and women can increase energy, improve sleep, relieve relieve, uh, headaches, uh, relieve depression, anxiety, increase fat mass, uh, fat-free mass and bone density, uh, decrease soft fatty tissue, improve skin and the collagen, elastin, concentration and memory, improve libido. And the, the women... It, 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 we see, and the men who undergo uh, these types of uh, treatments, uh, it's rather profound. Now, now with men, uh, this has been since 1940 that testosterone pellets have been available. The FDA approved it uh, in 1970. And the, the dosages vary, but we always monitor uh, men's PSA. We check their estrogen, their testosterone levels. And it's interesting that for many of the individuals that some of the things that happen with high dosages of injectable testosterone are quite the opposite. That testosterone pellets, it mentions that it suppresses sperm count uh, at higher dosages, but at lower dosages, men become more fertile. So it just depends on, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, And one last thing I wanted to mention, which I think is, I think rather profound, It's been used successfully to help Parkinson's men and women. And at the higher dosages, the symptoms, uh, and I've worked with two patients with Parkinson's disease, but their fatigue went away, the lack of energy, the poor mental function, the obesity Uh, with, with the addition for the women, they added estradiol uh, in, in the pellet form, or you could use it in cream form. And uh, lower dosages, much lower dosages for testosterone for the women, and they noticed the tremors went away, the the body pain in Parkinson went away. They reduced on average of nine pounds of body fat, returned sex drive, and they felt great, according to Dr. Re- Rebecca Glaser. And I've I've heard Dr. Glaser, I've I've met with her, so I know this is this is uh, not only potential, it's a reality. But whenever you use testosterone pellets or any kind of endocrine, Intervention, you really need to understand the importance of adding herbal hormones, organic hormones, these herbal hormones that modify or help the testosterone to go into several different forms of estrogen and its different pathways. So I, I think that one of the things that we see is that hormone therapy should be rather complete, meaning, you don't just deal with testosterone. Many bodybuilders get enamored with testosterone and they try and suppress estrogen. I get it, but they're really missing out if they don't understand the importance of thyroid, cortisol, human growth hormone. Now we know so much about peptides and I know a lot of the successful uh, bodybuilders are realizing that peptides is this whole new frontier and they're so easy and effective to administer and to prolong the quality of life. I, uh, I, I know, Kyle, you and I have been researching and that IGF what is it with MG the there was a uh, oh the IGF1 LR3 yeah where it's a and it's combined though with a, a mega let's see a muscular I wasn't sure of the the acronym for it it was MG oh, you told
2: the MF, MRC or MFC the one that you the other one you got I don't know about that one as much
0: but the uh, yeah the
2: IGF1 with LR3 it's they replaced uh they replaced one of the molecules so that your body doesn't recognize it as well so that your growth hormone um Growth hormone binding globulin doesn't bind to it as quickly.
0: Yeah. So it lasts longer. Right now, yeah. I have a client two days in, three days calls me up and goes, Oh my gosh, I am like feeling like King Kong. I feel so good. Nice. Yeah. Energy. I feel good. Uh, I get that morning wood that wakes us up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, uh, Iris, I know in the bodybuilding community, they tend to talk in terms of nutrition. And I get that, how important nutrition is and truly eating the right diet. And I know I've been introducing you to the way Arnold has gone, 80% plant-based Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're looking at this as well uh, from a a competitive athlete, but also as a senior athlete. I mean, I'm going to mention again, Iris, you're 77 years young. This, this is like, off the charts. Amazing. Your cognition is amazing. And I've seen you do exercise. Can you rattle off how many different types of calisthenics you do? I mean, I mean, you do an insane number of sit-ups, etc. cetera. Can you just rattle off a few of like a, a workout that may be extraordinary to most, but kind of is one of your routines?
1: Something that's normal for me.
0: Yeah. Tell um, me about I, it. Tell us. Uh, I do
1: 1500 torso twists almost daily. 15, how
0: do you do a torso twist? Uh, Kyle, can you, what, what, what are you talking about?
1: I get a weighted PVC pole.
0: Uh, weight, uh-huh. I
1: weighted. Weighted. With sand, and I wait. Make it, my, I make it my, and these are ideal for online training. So I get, uh, you know, it's like five foot long, and they have, so we'll first start with the one pole, and we will do, I'll do torso twists, you know, little bend, little lunge, and I'll do that for 10 minutes straight. And everything, and every you ten, count
0: how many, 10 minutes you can rattle yeah. off how many? Well, I
1: don't count. No, I counted it in, in the beginning. I count, you can do 50 to 60 in a minute.
0: Ah, then,
1: so that's so where do, the
0: 1500 number comes in.
1: Yeah, I do it three or four times, three or four times. And I don't stop. Now, why is
0: it, why is it you're doing that exercise? Is it helping with core strength as well? It sounds oh, like, like mobility, elasticity, amazing, that kind of thing as well.
1: Right? Amazing, my obliques. And my uh, my obliques and my serratus, nice, all at the same time. And then I'll complement that with I'll do about sometimes I'll just do a thousand floor work, which will include sit ups, leg flutters, th- torso uh, torso thrusts, hip, thru- hip thrust hip thrusts, side to side knee bends, and again I'll mm-hmm. do it for ten minutes. And I sometimes I'll do I don't like to get up until I've done a thousand.
0: Wow, I love that you know. Kyle, uh, he's put together a whole exercise program. Did you include some of those movements that she just quickly said? All of them, yeah, all of them. Okay, I love (laughs) it because see, I love core work, MMA, (laughs) jujitsu, they really have to have great core strength. So, Kyle has put together, we're about to launch for our coaching clients a whole series of videos with weights, without weights, and different positions. So, I'm really excited about that. Um, for, for good reason, because I by the way, the number 1000 has a particular affinity for me. Um, it has a good feel to it. It does. Uh, when I go to the beach, I take my dumbbells, and my goal is to do between 300 and 1000 curl and presses nonstop. That that's my thing, you know, with 30-pound dumbbells, I, I'm in heaven. My my heart rate's up, my energy's going, you know, I'm feeling the, the the sun on my body and the water, if I overheat, I stand in the ocean. And so you're pretty close to the ocean too. Right now, where are you exactly?
1: No, I'm I'm in the hills of North Georgia. Oh. Just a few miles, I a few miles across the border in South Carolina. But my hometown, my banking, my shopping, and everything is in North Georgia.
0: Okay, so and I, and you're at a particular inn that I'm going to come visit when I come into town. And you just okay. introduced a gentleman, but I guess he's the owner of the inn. What what is the name of the inn? Beechwood Inn. Beechwood. Why is it called Beechwood? Is it near the ocean?
1: No, it's it's beach as in the trees. Okay. Beach, beach trees. <laughs> Beechwood. Not B E A C H. B E E C H. Okay. And They've been my clients for years. And uh, they run this beautiful inn, and I get fantastic reception here. I'm in the country, I'm in the mountains. This is also in the mountains, but they have Wi Fi. I don't.
0: <laughs> That's great. i are
1: well, very kind to me. Every time I have a podcast, I come to, right down here.
0: Well, yeah, I was excited when you said you could uh, be on the show on such short notice. I know it's been very hectic in the world. We'll just put it that yeah. way, right? Yeah. And and after I wrote the recent book, uh, Blood Doesn't Lie, and you know, just just going through the whole history of health yeah. and anti aging, yeah, um, I- you know, <laughs> the immune system and the health is so critically important. When we eat right, we exercise, we have the right mindset. Mindset. tell me now what kind of mindset how, you, you've been driven since was there a parent or a mentor that kind of did sure. you, was it Jack yeah. Lane who was around in those days
1: nobody <laughs> I don't Absolutely. think so um, I I had a young son at 17 and he he died at age two months
0: I'm sorry to hear that yeah
1: and you know you didn't go to the doctor and there were no therapists. There was nobody. You People just didn't talk about it. It's like pretend it never happened. Don't talk about it. Shove it under the rug. But you can't do that when it's in your heart and you're grieving. And it must come out. But you've got nobody to talk to about. You go to the doctor and you get 100 Valium. That doesn't help. It just turns you into a zombie. So for me, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just walked. I just walked. And I I can guarantee you, like in the early early 60s, there was no one walking except crazy people.
0: <laughs> so right. The
1: neighbors would call me crazy. I didn't care because when I walked, that's when I would do my crying. Yeah. And if I didn't walk, I would sit at home crying. Yeah. And and plus, I had great conversations with myself. Still do to this day. But that was that was my form of therapy. I did not know, there were no female bodybuilders in the world, and if there were, I didn't hear of them. I'm in Ireland, you know, barely getting a newspaper, barely could afford a newspaper, certainly no TV, certainly no magazines. So there was no one for me to find out what to do, no one. It was just all instinctive in my, my, myself. And um, then uh, when I was 22, I had another child and then my husband died when he was two months old. So that was another trauma. And again, that started me off even more walking, 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 just doing anything to keep this from going crazy. And I have had three nervous breakdowns in my life, hospitalized on all three of them, uh, you know, very bad because my way of handling with the grief was I didn't let it out. Now, when I see people grieving, I tell them you must get it out because it might come out 10 years later, it might come out 50 years later, but it's got to come out. But my way of dealing with it was just to walk, didn't talk about it, just walk. And uh, then I moved to America at 22, with six months old. He was six months old the day I landed. And I went to work as a nanny, I was looking after other children. Meanwhile, I had my own son as well, so I could look after him. And again, if I tried to go into a gym, I was not allowed in. Women weren't allowed in gyms. There was still no role mark. You weren't allowed in the gym? No, no, no. You weren't allowed in gym. I looked about 13 years old, you know, long hair. People are going, well, what does she want in here? You know, <laughs> they weren't allowed in gyms. So I, I finally found a couple of gyms that would let me in. And I just went in and I started copying the men you know, I would sit and do the bench press and I would do a fly and I would do a squat, whatever. I just copied them. And of course I didn't realize, um, there, you know, the muscle doesn't know if it's male or female, the muscle just knows what you tell it. Right. But being a man, I'm following the men's movements. And then eventually I had to find out the movements for myself being a female. So I always remember that. The muscle doesn't know. It only knows what you tell it. So if you tell it it's weak, it's going to be weak. So before you even start an exercise, you've got to overpower the exercise in your head before you even pick up the weight. And I I teach that as well. So that's how I started. And I was the only one in the world for years. Never knew, never knew, never knew. I didn't do it for anybody else. I just did it. It's me sane. And I remember one of my nervous breakdowns, they had me in front of a panel of doctors and they were questioning me. And they, were, they asked me, what, what's the most important thing in your life? And I always remember my answer. I said, smile on my face. That's the most important thing in, in the world. Smile on my face. Because I, you know, I suffered with, I still suffered with depression to this day. But the exercising has saved my life. absolutely saved my life and there isn't a day goes by that I don't do something not a day I've got to do something it's like having my breakfast I've got to do something every day and consequently I finally I've only become known in the last four years when I did 21 pull-ups on tv before that no one knew me I love it it was my 75th birthday 74th birthday no one knew me you know I had Facebook friends but no one knew me and uh, even when I won all my competitions no one knew me so I always tell people I you got to do it for yourself I did it for me I did it for me and I still do it for me you know my clients are so important to me so important because I have to tell them you know if I can build muscle over 70, I guarantee you you can build muscle over 50 and over 40.
0: So when you when you say a pull up or a chin up, now there's the grip is this way yes or this way, right? So the difference, This
1: way.
0: This way, yeah. 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 Mike Menser once described the movement of 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 a of a pull up and that the proper position of the lats and everything, it's a good way. I know everyone gets really involved with how wide and how narrow, mm-hmm. but, but the muscle only knows one direction to pull.
1: Exactly. So yeah.
0: The real question is, are you in a good position to, to really exert a lot of force and careful with the, with the shoulders and, and the back and everything involved? Mm-hmm. So we we bought a chin up uh, bar and a and a yeah, it's funny. It's, it's a, a Roman chair I think is what they're called the, ones Ro- the Roman the, chair yeah with the dips Roman yeah. yeah so we we have an Hello office uh, pull up competition that goes on, and the fact that you did did you say twenty one pull ups? Yes. There's only one and
1: person.
0: Five here, he's
2: a he's a, a a little prime athlete. I think you met him. Yeah, Cody's the only person who I, I think has Cody. you.
1: I saw his Instagram page. He looks amazing.
0: Yeah, he's a uh, he's a very fit individual. Yeah, it's kind of fun because we we did a thing where we did some forced pull-ups, and and meaning I, I grabbed his legs and pulled him down on the downward. To, to exert yeah. more of the negative yeah. force and you literally cannot pull him down yeah he you, like you can hang
2: from him your your he whole can... <laughs> body weight and he only
0: weighs 130 i yeah. think and his
2: fighting weight's 115 yeah he's at his biggest he's ever I, been right
0: now and on i'm like dude that that <laughs> is the force right you know the force so it's really enthusiasm with enthusiasm I, I i remember going to a park and a bunch of guys were doing pull-ups and i mixed in with them and this is back when i was breaking world records and i, I pulled off 44 pull-ups you know mixing wow. it and the the guy said hey old guy you can mix in you know they're looking at me college guys and they're doing 20 you know pull-ups and stuff and thinking they're all buff and I I ripped off 44 you know and I wasn't doing pull-ups every day but I was in good shape at that time and I'm in good shape now now I'm only up to about 15 pull-ups I think Mm -hmm. but I was down like in the low number and then kind of in a week or so and all of a sudden I I I creeped up yeah we were laughing because we uh we we all
2: um (laughs) The, the, the staff, we all kind of got into the habit of doing this for about a week or two. And so we all got our numbers up to, you know, in the 15s, you know, up, up, up around 20. And uh, he uh, he came in and he hadn't been practicing. He didn't know we were. And he came in, I think he did like like eight or nine. Yeah. And the look on his face was just like pure disappointment. And I think it was four days later he came in or five days later he came in and hit 15 with us. And I was like, what the way? <laughs> you know, it was just funny to see the, the determination after after seeing the group go to a certain place.
0: Yeah. You know, that, that competitive spirit, yeah. because if some human can do it, anyone can do it. But then also I like to think in terms of what can you do? Like when I created the name of the podcast is, is beyond human, you know, what can yeah. you do with your mind, your body, your, your, your nutrition? And it leads me to another thing. When you're looking at uh, the quality of sleep, uh, I know my mom Sundown, early to bed, early to rise. She wakes up without an alarm. I for for years she drank coffee. Now in the last year she's been completely off coffee, which is really a big change for someone who's drank coffee her whole life. Indeed, but, yeah. Indeed. So, what is your sleep patterns like, Iris?
1: I am a, a night person.
0: <laughs> Remember we were talking
1: about night people. Yeah, I'm not at my best in the morning. I will function in the morning. But I suddenly come alive at about four o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Yeah, we have. It'd be interesting to see to see what your uh, thyroid and cortisol levels are like.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of I, that's like a, a very after, common pattern. Now my husband goes to bed at eight, and oh. he'd love me to come in with him. But I'm sorry, I don't go to bed till like midnight. <laughs> I just, I just, you know. I'm, I'm awake. That's when I do all my thinking and, you know, planning and great conversations with myself. And I'm alone most, you know, that's in the evening. I'm alone and I love it. You know, he's away in his, his sleep and he hits, he hits the pillow and he's gone. He's just out. Doesn't matter. TV can be blaring. Music can be blaring. He's gone. I'm the opposite. I need total silence and I need a dark room.
0: Yeah. Here, here, here's one of my favorite uh, individuals that I, I monitor for time. He's yeah. author of Living Beyond 100. He wow. reached shown here at the age of, I believe, 110. He reached 114. He's wow. mostly plant-based vegan. eats a lot of fiber. He, uh, he wakes up in the morning at about sunrise. He goes to bed about sunset. He sleeps about eight hours a night. And he he's very big advocate of early to bed. He had positive thoughts. He boils water to avoid microbes. He he, he lived in uh, Arizona. His dad was from Brazil, and so I I really wonder, Iris, with your health and lifestyle, it's it's not just about the the length of life, but it's also the quality of life. You, you, are you amongst the happiest? It sounds like you've gone through some really traumatic, you know, situations in your life, as many people listening to our show are really thankful that you're sharing, you know, with our audience, but at the same time, how do you deal with all the stress in the media and think and stay on track with your thoughts? Is there something that you practice?
1: No, I, I just don't think I'm anybody extraordinary. I'm very grateful for where I am, and I know I got it all by myself. I Nobody else motivated me. I didn't look up to anybody because there was no one to look up to. I just had myself. And I remember saying to myself when I was very young, and I can remember it to this day, I remember looking in the mirror and thinking I looked nice. You know, look in the mirror and you go, oh yeah, I look good, I'm gorgeous. And I remember saying to myself, I want to stay as good as I can, for as long as I can. Because my mother would say to me, when are you going to stop going to this gym? I said, well, maybe when I'm 50. Because I'm thinking 50 is old. <laughs> you know, you're going to stop sometime. I said, and then I got to 40 and I got to 50. And I thought, why am I stopping? <laughs> and then I got to 60 and I continued. And even now at 70. I'm, you know, every year I ask myself, can I do another year? And the answer is always yes. So you- now I'm heading in. You know, I'll be 78 at the. I just turned 77. Okay. So next Christmas I'll be almost 78. So I will ask myself again: Can I do it when I'm 78? And the answer is: I hope so.
0: And I'll probably see you at the Olympiad uh, each yeah, year. Yeah, we're, we're friends, right? <laughs>
1: wherever it is, yeah, wherever it is, it's in California or or um, Florida, Florida. We were, I would, I was going to California anyway. I was going anyway.
0: Yeah, they changed it at the last minute to Orlando 4. And I showed up. Literally, he booked my flight. The literally same day. the same day. I was like, I was not planning to go. But I, I don't think I've missed well, an Olympia. Your schedule or cleared Arnold. and you're like, I can make it. I can actually go. <laughs> Book it for me. So. Uh, and I almost, it was close on the yeah, flight too. Super close. Because, oh, well. Yeah,
1: I, I brought my two friends who'd never been. And, uh, you know, that just to... Uh, one of them came to my last show. She'd never, she, well, actually she did. She saw me compete in 2010. That's when I retired. But for her to come and see me win the overall bodybuilding, it was just fantastic. She was so thrilled. And I'm so glad she was there. And then my other friend, Sue, who is my client at the moment. And she came to me a year ago at 165. And a little bit flabby. And she'd be the first one to admit it. And uh, she's nurse, now she? she's beautiful, she's 135 now, fit and toned like a top model.
0: Wow, and, and she's a nurse, is she? She's a nurse, yes.
1: 135
0: from almost did you say 165, 165
1: or 185? Yeah, yeah, to well, she worked hard. I work her oh, hard. She looked
0: great when I met Thank her. I mean, with you, I mean, the two of you, stunning.
1: She's a tall yeah. lady, she's tall, yeah. <laughs> she, she'll do, she did like two, three hour sessions. Wow. And that's another thing, Dr. Nick, that I've just started. What's that? I have, I have a lady coming in from New York at the end of the month, and she's going to stay with me for three days training in tents. So she'll be training three to four hours a day. I'll also teach her all my knowledge. I'll video her, uh, and um, I'll teach her how to cook for the nutritional value. And uh, she's 45. I won't give you her name. She's 45 and she said, That's it. I have decided that this is going to be my birthday present to myself. I'm, you know, sick of going on diets and I just I want to learn from the best. So she's flying in from New York and she's staying right here in the Beechwood Inn. So th- this, is, this is a new phase now that I'm doing. So hopefully I can, you know, have all my clients come in and they I mean I've got clients in Hong Kong, Australia, England, Ireland online Holland as well all online and the the amazing thing is my girl from Holland I trained her 10 years ago down in Florida I trained her for about a year and then she moved to Holland and then she got in touch with me again and said you know the gyms are closed how about doing some online training with me I said fantastic so that that's cool it's great seeing you be an
2: example um, you know, cause there's so many people, even at my age where I see, I, I have a lot of friends who really believe they hit their peak in high school. You know, they believe that like their senior year was the best of them and it's not getting any better. And it's, you know, it's great to see, you know, people like you who are even at 77, you're not only going strong, but you're putting a lot of people in their teens and twenties to shame, you know? So thank you for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And as I said, I don't think I'm anybody special. I just know I'm me and I know it's something I can do. And it's you're walking, I, you know, you're
2: walking the walk. I have a
1: gift. I have a gift. I didn't know I was, I never knew I was going to be a champion. I never knew I was going to be an influencer. Nothing. Because I went to school in Ireland and you never get compliments, including from your parents. You're told you're never going to amount to anything. Really? And I, I went to work at 14 years of age. I went to work in a sewing factory. I earned $1 a week. $1 a week. And that was, in, that was in the very early, that was, you know, 59, 60. And uh, I had to buy my own clothes. <laughs> I had to buy my own clothes out of the $1 a week. <laughs> wow. And I remember the first thing I ever bought, because it was winter, and I bought myself a pair of socks. <laughs> and they were, like, uh, they were like 10 cents a <laughs> pair. So I bought, for, first item of clothing I bought was 10 cents. And now I'm driving a Lexus.
0: (laughs) I love it. You know, Conor McGregor, I think is from Ireland. He, he's,
1: he's, he came to a couple of streets. We grew up in the same district.
0: Oh, you you gotta love that. Yeah. He, I, I watched him fight, um, Floyd Mayweather, the, one of the greatest fighters in history, undefeated still to this day. But, you know, the stadium was filled and, and it was just yeah. I was with Ben Greenfield, one of the mm-hmm. podcasters. And uh, we just marveled, you know, because, look, he's one of the great promoters. And, and it's interesting because I think he had a similar story that, you know, people
1: yeah. weren't encouraging. Up?
0: I don't know. Is it really a cultural thing in, in Ireland uh, to an extent?
1: Is what?
0: A the, cultural thing to not really to not praise or and, not, not
2: uplift or, you know, not.
1: No, it, 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 you're told from the first day in school that you're never going to be any good. Interesting. And the nuns, oh my God, I should could write a book about what the nuns would say and do to you. Yeah. I could write a book just on the nuns, just on my elementary school alone. However, what do? I do. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What I do want to say is. Although the nuns were extremely cruel and brutal, extremely cruel. When I did leave school at 14, the, the elementary education that I did receive was amazing. But I didn't realize that till later hmm. because I went on to educate myself my entire life. You know, I took college courses. I took paralegal courses. I took bookkeeping courses. I passed a two-year of course in six months. I did it in six months. I would go home every night. This is a true story. Even then, when I was like 14, 15, I would go home every night and the the teacher would give us one lesson. I would go home and do five or six. Mm. And the next day I would go home and do another five or six. All the other girls did one. And eventually she began to notice, my God, this girl's doing 10 lessons when I've only given her one. So she gave me special attention. She would correct, you know, she would test me every day on the lessons that i had learned so i was miles ahead of the class and i graduated in six months instead of two years oh, wow. that was shorthand bookkeeping and typing plus english. english learned it all in six months so and i've never stopped so i i you know i could go and talk with anybody right now and never feel out of place yeah
0: you know i think one of the things that i seek, like you is to find knowledge and for me pre-internet because we were born before they yeah. even yeah. of right? And, and so I, I, not only did I read books almost every morning and night, but, you know, I, I, I went about and uh, I, I wrote books, you know, Blood Doesn't Lie, Simply Healthy. The, these are four books, uh, uh, three of the four books came out just within the last two years and my next books coming out on estrogen belly, estrogen dominance, and always looking for what do people need to know? And when I wrote Acne Be Gone for Good with the co-author, one of the top board-certified dermatologist, Dr. Sonia, we knew that 80% of young people have acne, and we knew that they didn't understand why they had hormonal acne, and we had a solution and we, we wrote about it, and now it's available. Uh, we have products now in, in Walmart.com. Uh, we have them in Amazon. We have them on our own websites, in our podcasts. We talk about these things. And I also spent years researching relationships and love and, and the importance of love in uh, in health. Yeah. And yes. some of the longest lived people, uh, you know, understand the need for intimacy and love and, and is part of libido and drive. And so I wrote the book Mastering Love, Sex and Intimacy. And then I wrote Blood Doesn't Lie during COVID because people are so terrified and don't understand our miraculous immune system. And, of course, I've been doing blood testing. Here, Here's a drop of blood in the background here for a better part of 44 years and training doctors. Now we have more doctors now uh, requesting a microscope be mailed, shipped out to them. We train them online or they come out to our center in Costa Mesa and they train with us here. And within days, they learn this amazing ability to, to analyze blood under a high-powered microscope. This is dry blood under a high-powered microscope. And then we have live blood, of course. And the dry blood is part of an ongoing research uh, project that we're doing. So, you know, the the books, the education, the material, and you know, again, I, I'm the first to say that you learn. Only as much as you're willing to apply in terms of the books that you read, the podcasts that you listen to, and really the people you spend time with. So when I met you, Iris, I'm like, oh wow, you, you are amazing. Your energy's great. And it was fun. You know what? Another thing I love about you, you walk right up to these star athletes, and you know, like people around go, oh no, wait, he's eating. Don't, don't go up to him and everything. Well, they're there. They they are amazing athletes. The, these yeah. people have dedicated their life and, and for them to have at the end of a show after they've won and then being together in a dinner and doing speeches and, or just visiting and greeting people. And you, you you and I were first in line helping each other take pictures with, with the athletes, right? We, we were having a blast. And even though... Uh, you know, I, I, a lot of the, the, you know, the normal number of people that at these events was, was not quite there for obvious reasons. Yeah. We were there and that's the key because we can now broadcast to people and share with them the enthusiasm, the excitement of here's a guy, big Rammy who uh, had never won a Mr. Olympiad. Right. And, and he yeah. kind
1: of came up wow.
0: ranks and they even had to vote him in to be, cause he hadn't qualified for the normal qualifications for Mr. Olympiad. And yet he won the whole thing.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, he is yeah. massive and amazing.
1: Oh, he was amazing! Oh my God! And those judges put them through their paces, didn't they? <sighs> Did you see the actual event?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Oh, they put them through their paces. It was incredible. He was, he was top class. Yeah. And I walked right up to him, and he was like, oh. "I told him a very, I told him a, a little story, and Did he you? was like touching his heart at the end. He was almost crying." Yeah. Yeah. Because you know how I got to go to the Olympia? Did I ever tell you that story? Mention a
0: friend got you a ticket. Yes. And I, I, I overheard a little.
1: Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, ah. she could not fly because she had a temperature. Ah. She was coming out from Texas to interview me for a magazine. And she, they wouldn't let her on the plane. So she made oh she had to call and text about 10 times to different people in the Olympia to, to make sure that they gave me her two tickets. Cause she bought a ticket for her and one for me. I didn't even know this, hmm. and uh, nine hundred dollars those tickets were. Whoa. So she, she, I mean, she, she knew all the right people because she's her husband is like a famous bodybuilder, so she knew everybody, and she made sure that I got the tickets. Wow. So I got the tickets, plus I got you know my friends in as well. And she said, "I want." You, she said, "I only want one thing from you." She said, "I want you to get a photo." of you and Big Ramy. I never thought I was gonna pull this off. I didn't think. So that was my driving force to go up to Big Ramy and say, can I have a photo? And of course he graciously stood up and we photoed. Then when he sat down again, I went in his ear and actually Philip, my sponsor, filmed me. I'm telling Ramy, I'm telling him, do you know how I got into this ball tonight? And I told him the lady couldn't get on the plane. I did not know she had purchased the ticket for me and she made sure that I got the ticket. And I said, all she asked me for was a photo with Big Raimi and me. And I said, I have to send it. And he went, oh, that's such a beautiful story. He just, he was like nearly in tears. So what a great man. And another great man, Brandon Curry, last year's Mr. Olympia. He introduced me to his entire family, his entire family. His mom and I were rocking down. We were rocking down together. <laughs> it was great. That was good. They're, they're also human. They're, you know, that's why I don't think I'm anybody special. And they don't think they're anybody special. They're just ahead in their sport, really.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, here, here's um, Big Ramy and um, the, the new, it mentions the new Mr. Olympiad, right? Here we yeah. go.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's just take a look. Oh, it's fabulous. I don't know if I can skip the ad. It says... They wanted to see. I'm the same way, except like I wanted to be hands-on and create that version. And you know that's what we did. If you believe in yourself, nothing you can stop you. Nothing. <laughs> you know, you just want to see this guy go all out just to be able to witness something like that. You know, I just want to be here when Rami, if he does bring 100% to the game, I just want to be able to bear witness to that. Lay my eyes on something that is freaking exciting. Crazy. What it's going to take, or if this is the year, or if it's ever going to happen. Thing he's ever done in his life of Rami that we had ever seen. With- he almost looks cartoon like. Ronnie was holding his stuff all the time, and the fans (gasps) started gasping. Ronnie got better and better and better. Every single day paid off. The goal was to bring him in at his best. He came in at his best, but we had to go through that to learn. It's a big
2: man
1: hard to look at yeah i saw him in person i almost sat on his lap
0: (laughs) it it was quite amazing Uh, i mean just you know when he's sitting relaxed and not posing uh yet he's still an amazing imposing individual and the fact that he defeated if you think about it uh Mm -hmm. none other than uh the the prior winners
1: brandon uh, curry yeah and, and,
0: Phil and, and Phil Heath, it was yeah. like, he just, unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. And, and what
0: about, what about the female competitors, uh, the, the different categories? What was your impression about the female competitors?
1: They were all spectacular. Every one of them. All I'm mean, top of the game, just spectacular. Every single one of them. It would be really hard for me to pick a winner.
0: Yeah,
1: there was like a hair in it in each competitor. One
2: Zeke hair. is amazing. How they have to do the floor routine—that's just you know—they're they're like gymnasts now. They're yeah. they're they're true skill workers on top of their their yeah. uh, their weightlifting. Yeah, you
1: know, yeah, it's, it's the, so
2: acrobatic feats they do. It's wow, you
1: know, years and years and hours and hours and hours of hard work.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's it's rather astonishing to think about the amount of work that, um, th- that they, they put into, to achieving that level of physique. And, you know, I, I think it's important for people to realize that the discipline and the ability, you know, to, to accomplish these goals, you, you know, it, it's just unbelievable. I, I wanted to show a, a few images here. Let, let me just pull this up. Um, here we go. There's Some, um, yeah, I think I should be able to show that. Uh, I mean, the, the ladies, their physiques, and of course, in the, the, the bodybuilding category, these women, you know, have a, a level of physique that's beyond what most men would ever even think is possible, really, yeah. to think about it, right? And, and yet, at the same time, you know, there's different categories of, of physique uh, for the women. Yes. And so I, I think that female bodybuilding has become more and more important, especially in times when people maybe uh, don't have access to traditional type of, of exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder in my mind, you know, what is it, what generation coming up will be inspired by, you know, the fact that people like, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, uh, you know, cause I grew up, you know Frank Zane, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Franco right. Colombo. Yes. and yes. you know we we all had our favorites. And you know, of course, here's Jay Cutler. Here, um, yeah. I, I I I often wonder what is it is going through because a world champion has to make certain sacrifices. I mean, really, the dedication, the amount of work to perfect their body and 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 their ability to present on stage. What is it? in your mind, that's made you so successful as a competitor and to come back after nearly 10 years, not having competed and do what you do and now inspire others as a mentor. What, what is it, you know, that, that drove you? And I, do you remember this lady on on stage? Uh, It was kind of fun because it was almost like she hadn't um, won for years. And then she came up and won, let me see, which title she was the classic physique.
1: Classic
0: physique. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her name escapes me. Let's see. I have a picture uh, with her, but yeah, uh, this is, I guess at the Arnold, uh, maybe that's the different lady. Yeah. Then one, the female bodybuilding competition, but what would we say to those people who are watching? Uh, what are the benefits of fitness on a daily basis, but including weight training Calisthenics are great and you can do thousands of movements, but there's something added with weight resistance that you just get the feel of steel, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's like an overpowering. It's how much you want it. And basically, it's how much do you want it? And before you even touch the weight, uh, you just, first of all, you've got to know you can do it. You have to tell yourself you can do. And it's just a wonderful feeling that, hey, I did it. You might only do one. You might do half of one, but you did it. So you overpowered yourself. You overpowered yourself. You made yourself stronger, more confident. I can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. And that's a fact. And I always tell my clients, you know, you can do this. If they say no, I say, I don't want to hear that because you know. Even when I'm training big men, I don't have to lift the weight. I just have to know they can. And I know that just by looking at them. I'll know right away if they can do it. I'll know right away. And then they just astound themselves. you know. But when you're getting up on stage, when I'm getting up on stage, I never underestimate my competition. And I never overestimate myself. I've seen people do it much to their loss you know they think oh i'm great i don't have to i don't even have to train i won my last show and you know i'm going to win again and they don't there's always someone better coming up wanting that title always so you've got to train harder be better look better act better than your competition and that's always when i get on stage i get on stage to win i'm not just getting up there to go through the motions and compete getting up to win and my young men that I've trained to become champions I tell them if you don't want to win don't go on stage because the judges know the judges know as soon as you step foot behind that curtain they can pick the winner out right away and most of the time they do
0: it you know I think what we're talking about too plays a big role in in recognizing health and longevity but but at the same time when I wrote Blood Doesn't Lie, uh, I realized that people respond to stress differently. And maybe it's society or, or television commercials and, and different ads. But when people get stressed, oftentimes I'm going to go have a drink. I'm going to drink a beer or, or alcohol. But to the point of oblivion, and those people potentially have cortisol deficiencies, they have cravings, hormonal imbalances, yeah. and, and also maybe they become self-destructive. They don't get the eight-hour sleep that they need. They don't put in the exercise or they make the excuse, I don't have time to exercise. But if you don't have time to exercise and you won't pay attention to your own health during stressful times, that's the time to lean into more and recognize the great importance of maybe turning off the media while it's becoming very stressful to you and put in a set. And it starts with that, right? Making that decision every morning. And when is the best time for you to train? Because morning, afternoon, evening, if I miss a morning training, I'll go out to the beach in the afternoon at sunset. But, but there's this kind of programming in me And I look back over the last 20 years and the more stress that's thrown on my plate in the world or in, in things that I'm challenged with, I find that it becomes more important. Number one, to get more quality sleep. And I use neural reprogramming, the power of the mind. And I wrote a book years ago called called the powers of your inner
1: health. I use that a lot. lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I was having that ability to, I think de-stress, by eating properly, eating more fresh whole raw fruits and vegetables and and getting that exercise, getting that sleep, and also taking the right supplements and, and again, we, we like to kind of design what people need based on laboratory and blood supplementation uh, evaluations that is and and then looking at the hormone levels and and because we can handle stress to a degree. Only as good as our weakest link, as Eric Braverman, MD, once stated, he said, hey, if you have low cortisol level or low testosterone or low DHEA, when stress comes your way, you're going to have a difficult time handling that. And so when we optimize the hormones, not to super high levels, but to physiologic ideal levels, and then we stay around positive people like Iris, like, you know, I feel like, look, I'm a pup. I turned 66 this year. Yet my regime is better than it was maybe 30 years ago, right? And you right. made that same commitment. So as we age, one of my oldest clients is Ray Wilson of Family Fitness. He he bought and sold more fitness clubs than anyone in history. He was the guy behind Jack Lane And Ray once stated, look, I exercise three times a day. You know, as we age, it's not a time to exercise less. It's, it's more important. It doesn't have to be as long, but it can be consistent, right? Yeah. What do you think about this concept of kind of the perpetual youthful athlete and you're right up there I, I don't know of too many athletes that are 77 turning 78 female or male that are well known and still stepping on the stage Iris
1: you're amazing yeah, i very proud of myself for that I didn't think it was anything I just thought it's the world needs to know you can still Uh, Because every article I read, it's, as you reach 40, you need to use this, and you need to use that, and then you need to put this on your skin. And they've got 30-year-old models, you know, telling you what you should use and what you need. And I never agreed with any of it. And I look at them and I go, you know, I'm doing this now, and I'm nearly, you know, what my age. So I wanted the world to know it can still be done. It's not the end of the world when you're 50 or 60 or even 70. I have a lady who's got severe rheumatoid arthritis and Parkinson's. She walks totally bent over and I have her in my gym twice a week. And that lady's, she's thin. She's just a hundred pounds, but she's solid muscle that she's built with me in three years. I could show you, I could send you a video of her, you know, later tonight. She's in her seventies and her husband, the same. They've been with me three years and they totally into their lifestyle health and fitness totally he sent me his latest picture he's actually got a six pack he's got a six pack first time in his life 72 and i said people would not believe that tom they just would not believe it and she she's you know she walks with a walker but yes she won't miss her workouts bless <laughs> <That's> me <laughs> I was uh oh my goodness yeah that one here that one there muscular there in there I'm 22 this one I'm that one was about six years ago yeah so that one was about six years ago
2: sure I think you have to like copy it over somewhere Uh uh-huh so that picture of your back is pretty is quite impressive as well over to the left
1: Yeah, I got it. That was a that was in nineteen sixty six. That was my my show that I retired on, and then I came back again. That That was nineteen sixty six, and I had pretty pretty good back. Six, you know, and uh, yeah, this one again was again I was sixty six there. That one, yeah. This one was on my seventy fourth birthday. That was the day I won my pull up record. Wow,
0: you go, girl. Here let's let's check this out. Here we go.
1: Um, I don't know which I've got some nice ones and some that I don't like, so I don't know which one this is. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is by Rupkley. They did a great show.
0: Look how good those pull-ups are.
1: That was just last year. Down in Florida. And I taught myself how to swing out of the, the high rings. I taught myself upside down I go.
0: Oh I love that kind of core body movement too.
2: Especially at the end of the at the end of the set just to show you still
1: have it. It's awesome world champion, record holder, on my 74th birthday performing 21 pull-ups on live TV. I broke the record. The record was 10 held by a lady in China. And I've been doing it ever since. I work as a personal trainer. I love it. I'm in great demand. I have clients from 18 to 80. And a lot of my younger clients have gone on to become champions themselves.
0: Oh wow! Look at the ring work. Nice.
1: Yeah, upside down. Taught myself.
0: Oh wow! Four, and
1: five. These are all my former clients when i was doing it to what are you going to do when you're 50 i just told you that story i can't keep doing it and then i got to 50 and i was like i'm not old i love it wow
0: so i I know where the camera's positioned, but I, I'd like you at least just to, to stand up. We're going to probably lose your face here, but, or just uh, lift up your arms here. just do a double bicep for us if you like. Okay. Oh, look, yeah, at, look that at that girl. Nice. Dang. Very good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> look at those shoulders. Ooh, man. Hey guys would, would, yeah, I know she's even better,
2: better definition than me right now. Right.
0: <laughs> good stuff. Our, Hang on. Okay. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice.
1: If I'd have known, I, I would have put tan on here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I got the upper abs. A yeah. yeah. Serratus. And I got great shreds in my legs. My legs, I won't show you.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: But my legs are, my legs are pretty spectacular. There was one guy one of the expediters backstage at my last three shows and he gave me such compliments he would just walk around telling everybody have you seen her legs have you seen her legs, have you seen her legs? <laughs> <laughs> i you know I, I i was very proud of that because you know my my philosophy is if you've got it you've got to keep it you've got to keep it i don't want to be a used to be and that means people come up and go you know Oh, I used step to have biceps. Oh, I must have the chest out of here. And I go, well, that doesn't impress me. Cause now you don't have it. So I've always my motto is I don't want to be a used to be. I want to be a now and I am and I still am. Whatever age you are, doesn't matter, whatever age you are.
0: Fantastic. Well, <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Iris. Um, Iris Davis, you're amazing.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Nick.
0: Daniel, we'll have Thank you me. on as a guest real soon. It's yeah, it very fun. been very motivating. Be strong. Yeah. Be well, uh, guys. Our sponsor is DocNutrients.com, and uh, please uh, visit the website. We're excited about some of the amazing uh, offers that uh, the Doc Nutrient uh, program offers, and uh, you know, I, I think more and more people are starting to realize the need for personalized supplementation. Uh, health and well-being. And at the same time, you know, I think uh, so few people think that they can, as they age, get in this fabulous shape. Um, I, of course, uh, Kelly Nelson, I, I heard she started when she was age 65 to start training. You started at, uh, at a much uh, younger age and, uh, you know, staying young, Grow Young, we have a Grow Young special right now, the Stay Young chewable tablets that you actually chewed on that night when you were oh, st- really?
1: Yeah, that- I, have, I still have them. They're like right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah. the Liver Excel and the Hormone Cleanse Pro, uh, docnutrients.com. And if you just mentioned, you heard about it while Iris Davis was interviewed. Uh, we're gonna send a special gift of DNA protector. Uh, we'll send that out. Actually, in fact, some people say, "Well, we'll include shipping costs and this." No, we'll ship it out to you uh, in the USA. If you're out of country, then of course, just apply whatever the shipping rates and we'll get a bottle of DNA protector to you because in times of uh, exposures to toxins and chemicals, Doc Nutrients is the premier brand and uh, all the guys here at the office, we're using the products. We're, we're talking to all the other athletes and we have ambassadors now, right, mm-hmm. that are, are now we joining up and they're, they're social influencers like Iris and they're talking it up to their friends because- these products work and when you look at the the blood and the nutrition and read the books and the textbooks and you go through all the evaluations you want to have the best of the best and i know there's products out there and i won't name them off but you know they have kind of the ingredients that you are led to believe are, you know, worthwhile, but they don't have the dosages, they haven't evaluated, they haven't been prepared and evaluated by some of the top doctors in the world, and so docnutrients.com is here and available, and this special offer, just let us know on the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or Facebook, wherever you heard it. Uh, we do have a special going on for 99 for the Girl Young and Slim uh, special uh, three-pack, and uh, that's, that's an amazing thing as well. And again, we're going to also ship you DNA protect Iris Davis. How do they find you so that they can um, get an evaluation going on? What do they need to do?
1: Um, I'm on Instagram at Iris Davis official. Okay. And I'm on Facebook, Iris Davis, bodybuilder, Florida. Okay. That, uh, Cause there are a few Iris Davises. But my picture come up, it, but you, so you have to type in Iris Davis bodybuilder Florida," okay. and of course we've got dozens of videos and articles on YouTube and Google. Right, dozens.
0: Okay, it sounds great, guys. You Thanks gotta, so yeah.
1: much, Doctor Nick. You've been thank, great.
0: Thank you so much. And it all
1: started because I was hungry. <laughs> 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 i just love that story. It's, it's amazing. I mean, how many people would go up to total strangers and ask for food?
0: <laughs> and I and sugar. I didn't think it was strange because for myself I'm Weird, the same yeah. way, right? We, we really know how important it is to maintain blood sugar levels and energy levels, and you know we 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 always want to be physically and emotionally at our best. So it, it was with pleasure that you know I looked up and I said, oh okay, that's not an unstrange yeah. uh, <laughs> totally uh, <normal>. request. <laughs> uh, you know I I do the same if if you know if if I was. Yeah. I'm
1: about, to hit, about <laughs> to hit the floor. My hand is shaking. <laughs> thanks so much, Dr. Nick. It's been beautiful. Daniel, thanks very much for sitting in. It's been it was, great. It was a great. Enjoyed everything.
0: That was an amazing show, and now I want to put it all together for you. How do you locate these incredible natural herbs, organic, the best, designed to help you to improve your hormonal balance, give you energy, help you to look and feel great? DocNutrients.com. This is our sponsor. There's a special quiz. Please take the immune system quiz, and it's going to give you some incredible feedback, and ideas about how to strengthen your immune system during these troubling times. Be well. It's 2021, and we're here to support you.